Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the Dueling Club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dueling Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Al. Yes, you are. And we are here to talk about Harry Potter. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so we apologize for last episode. We were just talking. Yeah, we... We, <clears throat> we talked. I love this. <laughs> we talked a lot. Yes. About all kinds of stuff. And by the time you guys hear this, I will be a homeowner. Oh, True. snap. Also, mm-hmm. I mentioned about how super homoerotic the new uh, <coughs> Interview with the Vampire is. Yeah, but it's not just that. Interview with the Vampire in general was very yeah, homoerotic. It, it was like a, a, a six and a half. Yes. The new one's a nine. Yeah, but... I mean, it's a thing. And it's not like it's not like it it's it isn't written into the storyline. It absolutely oh, is yeah, written yeah. into the into the mm-hmm. books itself. So it's not something added after the fact. Yeah. I'm looking at you, JK, with Dumbledore. I'm just saying. It doesn't matter. However, I understand why she didn't because there were laws that prohibited authors from writing about openly gay things because then they would get or pulled even just and the whatever. Fact that it would like just not be well received in general at and it time. would detract from the story a little bit because it wasn't necessarily about Dumbledore it was a little about Dumbledore, Dumbledore but it was always was a non-sexual being anyway yeah I was never like wow Dumbledore must have gotten so many girls and I never even that never crossed my mind I was just no. like he was born an old man who could do incredible magic like that's <laughs> Dumbledore and the ladies <laughs> No? No, that never crossed your mind? No. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. So my so question house. to you is, what did you think of the new the trailer for the new? I'm not going to watch it. Okay. Uh, uh, so here's the thing. We've already explained my thoughts on it. I don't yes. think it needed to be remade. I think for whoever wants to get into the Anne Rice world of vampires, I think that that's, it looks like a decent enough segue into it. Um, I have some issues with some of the characterization, um, only because I think her name is the young girl, Gabrielle. Could be. She's supposed to be a little girl as opposed to a teenager. Because it actually says in the story, Anne Rice's story, that you're not supposed to make children because they have an insatiable thirst, they don't know how to control themselves, and they'll always be hunted by others, by others of their kind. Wow, I imagine that that was in Twilight and you still talk crap about Twilight. As a teenage... Well, because I have other issues with Twilight. As (laughs) As a teenager, you're more... the The character that the person they've chosen to play that character she looks older she looks like she can pass for an adult so i don't see as much of a problem with it i do see that there's going to be developmental issues obviously because you know as a as a teenager your prefrontal cortex is not fully formed so you're going to make crap decisions anyway for the most part let's be let's be real um but not the same as you would if you were a child so I don't know how they're going to handle that storyline. I think it's messed up. Um, 
but I I personally am not going to watch it. At least not right away. Maybe sometime down the road I might watch it. Maybe if I'm bored. <laughs> but um, I don't really feel like it. We spent quite a while watching trailers for things. Yes. We did. So, Assassin's Creed Mirage, what do you think? And oh. the, the, the backstory gave you that like... I like it. I I think it's going to be an interesting play. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I like the idea of going back to its roots where it's more of a stealth game. Versus, like, an RPG with, like, oh, look, I got the newest, like, axe. It's going to be cool, like it is in, like, Valhalla. It's, like, more of, like, I've upgraded my hidden blade. Yes. Now I can do things better a little bit. Yes. Like, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And parkour! Parkour! Parkour, parkour! Yeah. Um, what else did we watch? Black Adam. Cool. Well, I had already seen the previous... Yeah, yeah. The trailer for Black Adam. No, and not, didn't add much. No, it didn't. And but I do want to say like Satan. Like at the end. Yeah, but I do want to mm-hmm. I do want to give props to Dwayne Johnson, aka The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um he really has created a name for himself as an actor outside of wrestling that even if you don't like him or think he's a meathead or whatever comments people may come up with about him um he's in a lot of decent movies and i don't foresee this like he's not a bad actor he's just not like the best actor i I don't think he's gonna be winning any academy award soon but he's not a terrible actor funnily enough this subject actually came up in a video i watched recently where it was stuntmen reacting to Mm -hmm. stunts uh, the guy they had, <clears throat> so it's it's quarter crew. They have like people who do CGI and stuff like that, and they had stuntmen. And the two of them they had on the the couch with them reviewing uh, stunts and stuff. One was Gita Silva, who is the stuntman for Black Panther. Okay, and he's been in like a bunch of other movies as well. He was also in uh, as a Hydra agent in. Um, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. He's been in a bunch of Marvel movies, a bunch of movies in general. And the other guy is actually super duper Loki kind of famous. Like people don't even re- like know who he you is. You said Loki. <laughs> um, his name is Andy Chen or, or something like that. Yeah. He was part of Jackie Chan's like crew from the late 80s onwards. Yes. And he he's the one who coordinated like a bunch of movies. Right. Um, so what did they think? Um, so he actually did the stunt coordination for The Rock's first movie, like first real movie, which was Scorpion King. Mm-hmm. Way and, back in the day. Yes. Oops. I'll mute that in a second. And uh, the really cool thing is like how professional Rock was even back then. Mm-hmm. And about how like even though he was trying to move away from wrestling, a lot of the stunts were wrestling stunts. You can go. You can go and watch one of the fights. They have like a tent, mm-hmm. and the Rock like grabs someone and does like a spin with them, and mm-hmm. then like shoves them into the the tent pole, and they, like hit it as if it were like a like a wrestling turnbuckle, and they just fall back, and it's just like he did that on purpose for the Rock, so the Rock could be comfortable in doing his first like action scene. Yeah, and it, it was just like watching all the things that the rock is he's been in so much Mm -hmm. 
like there's a generation who recognizes him as a wrestler, but then the next generation definitely recognizes him as an actor. Well, and who's they, in the Fast and the Furious movies? Who's in? Uh, wasn't he in like the new Jumanji movie as well? Yes, or was it just Kevin Hart. No, he was in there. He was in that. Uh, Black Adam. He's in like other things before that. Obviously, my brain yeah. is fizzling out on that one. But like, he's been in so uh, Red much. Notice. Many things. Like, yes. So, and that goes back to, if you think about it, one of our favorite people, Emma Watson. There's a generation of people who know her <clears throat> as Hermione Granger. That's just who she was, for, and who she is for a lot of people. But there's also a generation now. Who know her as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Like, that's who people see her as. So there's going to be this, I guess, this generational divide where people are like, oh, look, it's Emma Watson. It's it's uh, Hermione. And other people are going to be like, oh, look, it's Emma Watson, Belle. That's a weird thought to me. It's going to happen. It already happens. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think just like I think soon. Just like Beyonce. We all know she's Beyonce. We all know she's been Beyonce her entire life. Like, Beyonce. But there's people my age and maybe a little younger who are like, oh yeah, Beyonce from Destiny's Child. And there's a whole other group of people who are like, Destiny's who? Am I just a weird one who's like, wow, she was in an Austin Powers movie? No, because I know she was in an Austin Power movie as well. A cold member. Yes. A cold member. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love cold. <laughs> well, enough. also watched a, a video of Mike Myers talking about his roles. Mm-hmm. He's been in a million things, too. Yes. You know what's in a million things? Mm. Harry Potter. Let's go back to Harry Potter now. True. <laughs> it's, we are we, not we doing the same do thing we did last time. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. So, okay. we are... <laughs> I can't talk right now. So, we are in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. So, mm-hmm. this is season six. Episode two. Not counting the bonus episode. Episode two. We do count the bonus episode. Well, no, because I actually... Count, no. no. We do oh. it separately. So okay, we go cool. bonus episode one, bonus episode two, when there's bonus episodes. And then the regular episodes about the actual chapters are episode one, two, three okay, cool. of Fair. the season. Fair enough. So this is season two. Season, season six. six. Episode two. Episode two. Ha-ha. You cannot speak. I can't. Sometimes it happens. This is going to be good because I haven't slept yet and you can't talk. We're not even one functioning person combined. Okay, anyway. The chapter's <laughs> name is... Spinner's End. <clears throat> so recap of last episode. Not last episode. Chapter. The last chapter. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, the Minister of Magic talks to the other minister, like the Prime Minister, which is funny because the Prime Minister sees the, the, the Minister of Magic as the other minister. Whatever. Like... Of course they're going to see the other person as the other. Yeah. Like... Ish went down. It's still going down. Bad stuff has been going on for years, my boy. Um, don't concern yourself with it until we say you should be concerned, and now be concerned. Yeah, that's what happened. And um, we have a new minister of magic because Fudge was made to step down. Yeah. 
It, it basically, the boogeyman is back. We yeah. can do nothing to stop him. Ah! We can do nothing to stop him. Good luck. And it, my favorite line is, but you have magic. Can't you do something? And it's like, ah, but you see, the other side has magic too. Stands to reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if it was, it's evenly matched, they can't really do anything. And it's not even really evenly matched. Because honestly, the only person he's ever feared is Dumbledore. Because Dumbledore is overpowered. Like, Dumbledore can go whoosh, whoosh with his wand and everybody's scared. Anyway, uh, two cloaked figures apparate beside a dark, dirty river in a run-down mill town. Uh, Narcissa Malfoy and her sister, Bellatrix Lestrange, head for a dilapidated brick row house on Spinner's End. While walking, Bellatrix is apparently trying to dissuade Narcissa from doing something. Yes, you can hear her. Sissy, you must not do this. You can't trust him. Yes. To which Sissy, a.k.a. Narcissa, says... The Dark Lord trusts him, doesn't he? The Dark Lord is, I believe, mistaken. Oh, snap, you can't say that. Because if you trust him, you have to trust him all the time. At the house, they are greeted by Severus Snape, who assures them that they are alone, except for Wormtail in Peter Pettigrew. Uh, Snape that orders... turncoat. That rat. <laughs> Snape orders Wormtail to fetch drinks for himself and his guests. Wormtail complies while protesting that he is not Snape's servant. Narcissa says she believes only Snape can help her, but before she can continue, Snape points his wand at a concealed door and sends Wormtail, who is listening from behind it, scurrying. Bellatrix, distrusting Snape, in, uh, interrogates him about where, and with whom, his true loyalties lie. Before responding, Snape asks in turn, does Bellatrix really think that the Dark Lord had not asked him those same questions? Does she think you'd be sitting here, talking to her, if he hadn't been able to provide the Dark Lord with satisfactory answers? Does she think he could have fooled the Dark Lord, possibly the greatest legilimens in the world? Snape then addresses Bellatrix, Bellatrix's concerns. When the Dark Lord fell, he was at Hogwarts, where Voldemort had ordered him to spy on Dumbledore. He did not hunt for the Dark Lord after his fall for the same reason many other Death Eaters failed to. He believed the Dark Lord was finished. Bellatrix retorts that she searched for him, prompting Snape to sarcastically remark how useful she was in Azkaban prison, while he collected 16 years worth of information on Dumbledore for Voldemort. Snape continues that he did not knowingly stand between the Dark Lord and the Philosopher's Stone. He thought Quirrell wanted it for himself, and he acted to prevent that. He failed to respond to the Dark Lord's summons when Voldemort returned so that Dumbledore would continue to believe Snape was still his ally so I think rather we than should, Voldemort's. I think we should read some of this. It is kind of Because important. the dialogue is very, like you said, very important and more impactful when you read it in the words that it was supposed to be. Um, so I'm trying to find where it starts. So... It starts with um, Narcissa saying, Severus, I know I ought not to be here. I have been told to say nothing to anyone, but then you ought to hold your tongue, snarled Bellatrix, particularly in present company. Present company? 
repeated Snape sardonically. And what am I to understand by that, Bellatrix? That I don't trust you, Snape, as you very well know. Uh, Narcissa, I think we ought to hear what Bellatrix is bursting to say. It will save tedious interruptions. Well, continue, Bellatrix. Why is it that you do not trust me? And she says, a hundred reasons, very loudly. Where to start? Where were you when the Dark Lord fell? Why did you never make any attempt to find him when he vanished? What have you been doing all these years that you've lived in Dumbledore's pocket? Why did you stop the, the Dark Lord procuring the, philo uh, the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone? Why did you not return at once when the Dark Lord was reborn? Where were you a few weeks ago when we battled to retrieve the prophecy of the Dark Lord? And why, Snape, is Harry Potter still alive when you have had him at your mercy for five years? And then she paused, her chest rising and falling rapidly, the color high in her cheeks. Behind her, Narcissa sat motionless, her face still hidden in her hands. And that's when Snape lets it all out. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things where it's like, does she really I mean we know but does she really think that he can fool Voldemort yeah so he actually says right now the first thing he does is he smiles and he says before I answer you oh yes Bellatrix I am going to answer you can carry my words back to the others who whisper behind my back and carry false tales of my treachery to the Dark Lord before I answer you I say, let me ask a question in turn. Do you really think that the Dark Lord has not asked me each and every one of those questions? And do you really think that had I not been able to give satisfactory answers, I would, I would be sitting here talking to you? There you go. He just straight up says it. And she hesitates and is like, I know he believes you, but... You think he's mistaken or that I have somehow hoodwinked him? Fooled the Dark Lord, the greatest wizard, the most accomplished legilimens the world has ever seen. Like you said, he's like, really? You think I was over to pull a fast one? I was able to pull a fast one over on, on the Dark Lord? Really? That's mm -hmm. what you want to go with? <clears throat> and then um, Bellatrix says nothing. And she said, um, and then he, Snape continues, you ask where I was when the Dark Lord fell. I was where he had ordered me to be, at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, because he wished me to spy upon Albus Dumbledore. You know, I presume, that it was on the Dark Lord's order that I took up the post. You know, I presume, that it was his orders that I took the post. I couldn't read for a second. Mm -hmm. It happened. For a second, you say. Oh, stop it. <clears throat> and then... Uh, you ask why I did not attempt to find him when he vanished for the same reason that Avery and he names people. I love it. Mm -hmm. He's like Avery, Yaxley, the Caros, Greyback, Lucius, as he nods over at Narcissa, like, mm -hmm. um, and many others did not attempt to find him. Like Al said, thought he was gone, and we lost faith. And he says I was wrong, but there it is. Mm -hmm. um, 
He'd have me, I who spent many years in Azkaban for him. And how useful you were in Azkaban. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like I said, that that's just yeah. She she is going to be mistrustful because he is so deep in Dumbledore's pocket. Well, and in her in her defense, and this is the only time I will ever come to Bellatrix's defense. <laughs> Snape was the only one um, outside of the Malfoys who have a lot of money mm-hmm. and could make things happen with that money. Snape was the only one who got away scot-free after the Dark Lord left, like, was gone. He's the only one who, in her opinion, from her viewpoint, was fine. Fared okay if not well out of nowhere you know like she spent years in prison in the most horrible prison you can imagine for her loyalty that's where she ended up for his loyalty he ended up with a cushy job yep granted living in a in a crap hole apparently per what they say in the book but still mm-hmm. you know and after this uh the back and forth of him answering her questions yes um bellatrix i think get, gets kind of fed up and claims she is voldemort's most trusted lieutenant and would know of any information snape passed him but then oh, yes. snape asks if she still re- uh, retains that status after the ministry fiasco when she is unable to answer, he continues, On the Dark Lord's orders, he stayed away from that battle to protect his position at Hogwarts. The information Snape supplied made uh, uh, Emmeline Vance and Sirius Black's deaths possible. So listen, listen. This is what you just talked about. Uh, but what use have you been, sneered Bellatrix? What useful information have we had from you? My information has been co- conveyed directly to the Dark Lord. If he chooses not to share it with you, he shares everything with me, said Bellatrix, fiery at once. He calls me his most loyal, his most faithful. Does he? Does he still, after the fiasco at the ministry, like you said? Um, That was not my fault. The Dark Lord has in the past entrusted me with his most precious. If Lucius hadn't, don't you dare. Don't you dare blame my husband. And she said it in a low and deadly voice, looking at her sister. There is no point apportioning blame. What is done is done. But not by you, said Bellatrix furiously. I swear she sounds like a petulant toddler. Um, no, you were once again absent while the rest of us ran dangers. Where were you? Uh, were you not, Snape? My orders were to remain behind. Perhaps you disagree with the Dark Lord. Perhaps you think that Dumbledore would not have noticed if I had joined forces with the Death Eaters to fight the Order of the Phoenix. And, forgive me, you speak of dangers? You were facing six teenagers, were you not? (laughs) They were joined, as you very well know, by half of the Order before long. And And while we are on the subject of the Order, you still claim you cannot reveal the whereabouts of their headquarters, don't you? Again, petulant child, petulant teeny, uh, toddler. He's like, 
I'm not the secret keeper. I cannot speak the name of the place. You understand how the enchantment works, I think. The Dark Lord is satisfied with the information I have passed him on the order. It led, as you said, Al, as perhaps you've guessed, to the recent capture and murder of Emmeline Vance, and it certainly helped dispose of Sirius Black, though I give you full credit for finishing him off. And then he, like, tips his head towards her. Mm-hmm. Which I think infuriates you and me yes. because you know serious black, um, and and then he said, "You are avoiding my last question, Snape. Harry Potter, you could have killed him at any point in the past five years. You have not done it. Why?" And I love Snape in this one instance because he's like, "Have you discussed this with the Dark Lord?" <laughs> like, Snape has not killed Harry Potter. Because it was only Dumbledore who was keeping Snape effective as a spy in out of Azkaban. Killing Potter would have lost him that protection, and he would be unable to help Voldemort. It is Dumbledore's continued trust in him that makes him so useful to the Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. With Bellatrix's worries seemingly appeased, Narcissa explains her visit. Voldemort has assigned her son Draco a difficult and probably deadly task. Narcissa wants Snape to protect him. Snape replies that Narcissa telling him about this mission is against Voldemort's orders. However, as he already knows about this, there is little harm done by his disclo- uh, by her disclosing this to him. Yeah. Well, because she actually says, The Dark Lord has forbidden me to speak of it. He wishes none to know the plan. It is very secret, but... And Snape says, If he has forbidden it, you ought not to speak. The Dark Lord's word is law. Which upsets her and makes Bellatrix happy. Yeah, because Bellatrix is like, there! Even Snape says so! You were told not to talk, so hold your silence! And it's like, wait a second. He just read you, just, you, you to... Just he just read man. you to filth, basically. You attacked this man, and he read you to filth, and now you're on his side. Yeah. She's so flip-flop. She she really is like a child. Yeah. 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 Um, And then Snape is like, listen... It so happens that I know of the plan, so you didn't really do anything wrong. It's not a great treachery against the Dark Lord. It's fine. Um, but what do you need from me, Narcissa? Essentially. And where were you? What did you say? Um, what is it? About how her request is for... Uh, him to protect Draco. Um, he knows he knows the mission, like you mentioned. Um, but there's since there's little harm of him it, it being disclosed to him. Uh, however, he is powerless to interfere with Voldemort's orders, nor will he try. Narcissa believes yes. Draco was assigned this task as revenge for her husband Lucius's failure at the Ministry. Snape admits that the Dark Lord is angry at Lucius. Yes. Yes, the Dark Lord will not be persuaded, and I'm not stupid enough to attempt it. I cannot pretend that the Dark Lord is not angry with Lucius. Lucius was supposed to be in charge. He got himself captured, along with how many others, and failed to retrieve the prophecy into the bargain. Yes, the Dark Lord is angry, Narcissa. Very angry indeed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Snape is finally persuaded to... I guess assist and perform or be a part of a very powerful and deadly magic called an unbreakable vow 
to protect Draco and complete his mission should he fail. Um, and like the name suggests, an unbreakable vow cannot be broken. We find out exactly what that means. Yeah. Well, way later. We also get, yes, but we also get to see Bellatrix insert a little bit more of her petulance into Mm -hmm. this. Read it. Go for it. Where, where Severus says, I will try. I will do my best. And she says, aren't you listening, Narcissa? Oh, he'll try. I'm sure the usual empty words, the usual slithering out of action. Oh, on the Dark Lord's orders, of course. And Snape doesn't even look at her. And he looks over at Narcissa's tear-filled blue eyes. And he says, Certainly, Narcissa, I shall make the unbreakable vow. Perhaps your sister will consent to be our bonder. And Bellatrix's mouth flew, fell open. Snape lowered himself so that he was kneeling opposite Narcissa. Beneath Bellatrix's astonished gaze, they gasped right hands. You will need your wand, Bellatrix. So she drew it out, still looking astonished. And you will need to move a little closer. And Narcissa spoke. Will you, Severus, watch over my son Draco as he attempts to fulfill the Dark Lord's wishes. Snape says, I will. A thin tongue of brilliant flame issued from the wand and wound its way around their hands like a red hot wire. And will you, to the best of your ability, protect him from harm? I will, said Snape. And then a second tongue of flame shot from the wand, interlinked with the first one, making a fine glowing chain. And, should it prove necessary, if it seems Draco will fail, and she's whispering at this point, will you carry out the deed that the Dark Lord has ordered Draco to perform? And this is when it's silent, Bellatrix is watching, her eyes wide, and Snape says, I will. And the last sentences are Bellatrix's astonished, astounded face glowed red in the blaze of a third tongue of flame, which shot from the wand, twisted with the others, and bound itself thickly around their clasped hands like a rope, like a fiery snake. There you go. There you go, man. Like, that was a short chapter. It was short, but there's like so much yes we found we find out that lucius was one of the ones arrested he is an azkaban um he or at least he was and moldy holdy is angie oh super angie and he's going after the the malfoy family essentially yep like draco 16 cool he he wants to do this awesome because he wants to please his family but guess what you might die doing this the sins of the father yeah and narcissa's not a dummy she understands that this is basically voldemort being mean no voldemort trying to kill her son basically. yeah well i mean voldemort's a killer so for him this is just love regular level mean yeah but in her mind it's like my husband has faithfully served him Failure or not. 
and now you're going to try to kill my boy. Exactly. Like, that's a little much. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing, though. We find out everything that pretty much all of the the Death Eaters are saying behind Severus's back, Snape's back, is that they don't trust him. They don't trust him. They think the the Voldemort is wrong for trusting him. Well, his, his counter is the best. Yeah. It's, I don't care what you think. Yeah. Do, do you think I'd you, be the here? Person, the person you answer to trusts me. Yeah. So what does your opinion matter? I'll answer you just so that you can tell everybody else, too. But I'm here because he believes me. You know, it's one of my favorite sayings that is also very kind of, um, it feels almost like a little pretentious. Mm -hmm. A lion does not concern himself with the opinions of sheep. Yeah. I'm just saying. What does it matter what everyone else says? Mom says this thing when we're playing cards that is Mm. very similar. Que no me asustan los leones menos los ratones. (laughs) Where it's like, lions don't scare me. You know what scares me even less? Rats. Yeah. It it sounds better in Spanish, obviously. It feels like it's more of, um, if even lions don't scare me, how could rats? Yeah. It sounds like a better... Yeah, I was translating it like almost word for word. Mm -hmm. But the idea behind it is... What I said. Yeah. I mean, the next chapter should be maybe longer? Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Yes. But that's what we got. Then there's there's an unbreakable vow that obviously we find out about later. But just to give you an idea... I mean, it's in the name. It's an unbreakable vow. Yeah. You break it, bad stuff happens. Yes. Making it thus unbreakable. Yes. Which also makes sense because, like, red fiery stuff came out of the wand and clasped you together. Ah. So, three times. Yes. Okay. So, there's something to be known there. Um, and I wonder why he's still in Spinner's Lane, like yeah. Spinner's End. That's what I meant to say. Because he's allowed to live where he wants. Yeah, but it seems like it's a muggle community. Why is he living in a muggle community? Why wouldn't he want to live in a magical community, Mr. Potions Master? Anyway. I'm, I'm asking, like, wouldn't you think that he'd want to live around or near other magical people? Since when... Oh, uh, well, Snape doesn't like people, but you know at, what I at mean. At no point he's ever been like, even though it's Voldemort's like like thing, mm-hmm. he's never been one to be like, oh my goodness, magical supremacy. He's just spy boy. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. How is it that you keep moving and I keep bringing it closer to you? Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, that's the end of the chapter. Listen, both episodes combined equal two normal-sized ones, because the last one was super long. This is true. This is true. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.